When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the Patriots Beat Podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. I am Mike Cadlick from CLNS, joined as always by 98.5 The Sports Hub's real Alex Barth. I always say your Twitter name, Alex. I never say your real name, but it is Alex Barth over there from 98.5. <laughs> hey. um, we have a lot to get to. There's no point in even doing a rundown. Um, we're just going to talk the Patriots, uh, call it embarrassing loss uh, to the Bears yesterday, last night. 33-14 on Monday Night Football. Uh, the game's biggest stage. And the Patriots laid an egg on offense. It was a disaster on defense, a disaster. Um, let's get right into it. Special teams, a disaster. Calling... Special teams, a disaster. Your guy, Jake Bailey, a disaster. It wasn't good. Last night was a, a tough, tough showing for the Patriots. Starting on the offensive side of the ball, the main storyline, the quarterbacks. I wrote about it. I tweeted about it. I'm here to talk about it here now. What happened last night was complete coaching malpractice on Bill Belichick's part. Um, telling, so according to reports now, if, if you haven't heard already, Bill Belichick, Bailey Zappi, and Mac Jones are the three people in the Patriots organization that understood that there were going to be two quarterbacks playing last night. Pretty much that was it. The rest of the team, the offensive unit was not aware. Ramondre Stevenson, Mike Onwenu, Jacoby Myers after the game all said that they didn't know anything was going to happen with the quarterbacks. They thought. I think they thought Mac was going to play. I mean, it's it's really it's still sort of unclear what's going on, and uh, you know, it's Bill said it wasn't because of Mac's injury that he was pulled. He also said it wasn't a a performance based thing when he was pulled after throwing the interception. So it's all over the place, and it's it's really bad because Bill Belichick always tells us he always says he does what's best for the team. Last night, whatever happened, whatever he did in the quarterback room was not the best thing for the team. Yeah, it, it really wasn't. And like you said, there's really not a lot of clarity here in, in mixed messaging. And I don't even want to say um, uh, Jeff Howard, a tweet is something about, you know, inconsistent messaging. It's not that the message is inconsistent. It's who's receiving it is inconsistent. It's not like they're playing right. telephone. It's like the second guy just got up and left. Right. So, you know, even Bailey Zappi, when he was asked when he found out Mac was going to start, he said at the same time we were, which was basically kickoff, right? right. So he didn't really know. He might have known he was going to play, but he clearly didn't really know what the deal was. Bill said the plan was for Mac to go back in at some point if the score had gotten out of hand. Zappi said he didn't know that. So Zappi didn't really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers didn't know, like you said, Mike Lonewenu or Andre Stevenson. The only people who knew, apparently, were Bill. Mac, and then Mac comes out. So let me add this. So, like, Zappy doesn't know, right? Zappy said he's not entirely sure what's going on. Jacoby doesn't know. Ramondre doesn't know. I wish they had a guy named Scotty so I could make a Euro trip reference. But all these guys come out and say, hey, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then Mac comes to the podium and says, Oh, Bill communicated the plan. Great. Bill was an excellent communicator. I knew exactly what was going on. What? What? So Mac, it's crazy. Bill, so Bill knew, Mac knew, 
Adam Schefter knew and Troy Aikman knew. He told the 1990 starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys before he told his own backup quarterback. There's absolutely no, no reason for that to happen. Everybody should be on the same page. We didn't get answers about reps, which who knows what the reps looked like during the week if this was the plan. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I, you go back to the summer, right? Where, you know, I I don't want to say I defended the offensive play caller situation. I was probably less uh, aggravated by it than some because, as I said at the time, and I believe this is true for most of the Patriots, you know, the stuff they keep close to the chest. It doesn't necessarily matter if we know. It may be frustrating for us trying to do our jobs, but in terms of the outcome for the team, as long as they know in the building, whatever, right? As long as they know whatever. And it felt like, whether you agree with it or not, that the players all knew what the plan was for the offensive play caller. As long as they know in the building, fine. Right. This doesn't feel like that. No, it doesn't. I, I don't. I can't sit here and say as long as they know in the building, Bill can dink around with us because I they don't know. They're telling us they don't know. And right, it's like know, these... maybe it's a one week thing. Like maybe they clean it all up against the Jets, but it doesn't. Mike, it doesn't feel like that. That's the case to me. It feels like this is still going to be a thing. That was going to be my next point. It's like yeah, sure. Make the media run around in circles. Make us go. Make us go loco in the right. on our Twitter accounts Fine. and in our Whatever. articles all week. Whatever. Don't tell us. We don't know. Day by day. Ha ha ha. Smile, smile, smile. We don't know. Everybody laughs. All funny games. No, because the team doesn't know, right? If if after the game last night, they did what they did, and we finished up, we went downstairs into the media room, and Zappy and Bill and everyone said that that was what was going to happen. And then we also talked to the other guys and they say, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Fine. At least right. you told them. At least you're on. At least that's your game plan. And that was your at plan. At least throughout it the feels week. like there's some sense of direction. Exactly. Right now, zero sense of direction. It's quite literally coaching malpractice. It's not how you win football games. It, It's not a recipe to win. And it was completely... It was embarrassing. It's too bad. And now because Zappy finishes the game, finishes poorly. So you have a quarterback who's not that good, a fourth-round quarterback that you may have to rely on if that's the way you're going to go. Or you have Mac Jones who just got booed out of his own stadium and listened to his fans chanting Zappy at him for three hours. It's terrible. Both quarterbacks are in really bad positions. The team looks like in a really, really bad place because of what happened last night. Coming into a game where you thought you had two quarterbacks, now you might not have done. Yeah, it's, 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 here's what's crazy about it. It's like, where do you go from here? And that's what this whole show is supposed to be. We're not going to sit here and just spew the hot takes without anything behind them. We're talking about, all right, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. This might be the first in show history. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would think you go back to Mac. He's shown more promise overall. He's a first round pick, but he cannot be in a great spot mentally right now. No. And that is as, as, as no fault of his own. Right. Right. I just, I have to do this in the middle of this. Someone just commented. We, to be fair, we didn't boom Mac. We just cheered Zappy. I don't ah. know if this Cody Woods was at the game or not. Me and Alex were right there at Gillette last night. When, uh, when Mac went out after the interception and after they had two, three and prior, they booed. There was booze all over the place when Mac was on the field. So, 
yeah, like you said, his confidence could be shot. Yeah, I, I like this was an ugly night for everybody. I put some of it on the fans. Understand what you're watching. We were all trying to tell you for three weeks, and it was, oh no, they're carrying the Patriots water and Mac people and blah blah blah. They don't want us to have fun with Zappy. We tried to tell you. I, I'm not going to mainly put it on the fans, but right, it, it was it was an ugly night all around. And yeah, with Mac again, the he's the first round pick. He's shown promise, but. I, you know, people kind of pointed to that interception and it was brutal interception. It was brutal. Second and 10, he's got Ramondre right there in the flat, four or five yards up the field, set, throw it easy. You move on, live to the next play. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people are talking about him reacting to the pressure of like the pass rush and him being sped up. And that's certainly a part of it. I've talked a ton, maybe more than most about him being sped up and that being the issue. Mm -hmm. But it also felt like that play, some of the scrambles, like, the pressure of losing his job. That was the throw of a guy who's trying to be like, Hey coach, look what I can do. Yeah. Right. Cause he knows Bailey Zappi can't make that throw. Now the difference is he can't either, right. but <laughs> he knows Bailey Zappi can't make that throw. And he like, so now you've got this guy who basically on a snap by snap basis is out there playing for his job, which right. I, I know we talk about the competition of it all. Right. And Oh, you know, quarterback competition's good. It, po- it, it pushes both guys. Yes, to a point. 100%. You want, it's called a constructive competition. You want the two guys pushing each other to be better. What you have now is Bailey's, is Mac Jones just scared. And by the way, this can't be an easy spot for Bailey Zappi either. I was looking at him on the sideline while they're chanting his name while Mac is on the field. He he did not look like he wanted to be there. He looked uncomfortable. It was awkward. It was like, it's literally awkward in that quarterback room. So. It's one thing if Zappy then comes in and lights it up and that little gap, that little spot at the end of the second quarter ends up being the whole game. Then it's like, all right, well, one guy's playing better. Well, neither is now. Right. We, it's, you know, it, it. I don't know where they go. Again, I, I I like to be the guy that sits here and gives you the the logical, you know, well, this, 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 and this. And maybe you don't want to hear it, but it's going to be A, then B, then C, then right. D. I, I don't know. I, right. I really like don't said, know. This- this is not a hot take show. This is not Felger and Mass. We try to just break it down the way it is. Let's talk Patriots. Let's get into it, right? It's not an overstated thing that what happened last night. This is not just like media conjugation of a storyline. Like this is real. Right. Like this legitimately happened in front of our faces and there is like a real, a legitimate like issue on the on our hands in the Patriots quarterback room. Let's get into it a little bit more in depth. Um, we'll talk about both guys and see what they did and kind of what you make of what they can do moving forward, whether it's Mac or whether it's Zappy. Mac goes three of six for 13 yards passing, had the 24 yards rushing, and had the interception uh, from Jacob Brisker. They, he looked, like you said, he looked a little bit sped up. On the scrambles, maybe he was he was sped up, but his ankle looked okay. And it was, he was still fine. Yeah. They, his ankle looked fine, and they were moving the chains a bit with some of those scrambles that he made. So, like, when he, when it comes to that, I didn't think that the, the first two drives, I didn't think he did much wrong. There was a bunch of penalties, mainly on, I think Trent Brown had a couple, the offensive line. Um, so they put him in a bad spot originally, his teammates, on the first two drives. The third drive, like you said, a guy who looks like he's just playing for his job. Like, a guy yeah. who knows in the back of his head, like, look, if I don't do this right now, then I, Bailey's going to come in and he's going to play better than me. So, like, I, I also... It still looks like they're calling the offense differently with the two guys. Oh um, yeah, no, they went back. They went back to weeks one through three when he was in the game. 
which is crazy. It's like, it's insanity. Everyone talks about the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And if it doesn't work, you do it again. Like that's, that's literally what they did with Mac in the game, spread them out, very limited play action, no under center four wide, let Mac throw it deep and see what happened. It clearly didn't work the first time. And it clearly didn't work again last night. It's, it blows my mind. I have some stats on it, but I'll get into that in a second. If you have any initial thoughts just on Max stat line and kind of what we saw from him in his lonely three drives. Yeah. Like I said, I I, I didn't think he was bad until he threw the right. pick. Like one of the plays he hit, you know, it was like a second and 10. It was the play before the interception. Actually it's a second and 10 or first and 10. And he, the reads not there. He comes down. He tries to check it down to Damian Harris for what would have been a five yard gain. Damian Harris drops the ball literally. And yep. all the fans start chanting for Zappi. Like what? Yeah. What? And so it's, you know, it could have gone better, but there was nothing that I saw where I was like, oh, wow, no, he's regressed. And then he throws the pick. But right. you got to let the guy ease back in. So I I thought it was a quick hook. I don't really, I, I mean, there was a plan, right? The What did Bill call it? The situation? Yeah. He said this is what the situation called for. And then he was asked what the situation was. He said the whole situation. It was the situation. So we're it's talking like in circles now. Yep. I, I didn't think Mac was that bad until the pick. Who knows if you let him keep going? That defense has been so-so, right? They haven't been bad. It's not the, the Lions and the Browns, but they haven't been great. Right. But I that it, it's just like when he got hurt, you know, against the Ravens. It's that lasting image. I think a lot mm-hmm. of this stems from recency bias, at least yeah. outward, where we all remember him throwing three picks against the Ravens, one of which definitely wasn't his fault. Another one may not have been his fault. Right. Like, servers, oh, he's turnover pro. Well, no, it's just the last time you saw him. Well, now here you go again. And and Bill was pressed on this after the game. He said the, that was the plan, was, was they were going to pull Mac there. He didn't define what there was. I'm guessing it was the first quarter because that, I mean, yeah. that drive bled into the early part of the second. It started in the first. The right. first drive that started in the second quarter was Zappy. But, like, Bill you know what that looks like right after you the interception and, and Phil Perry pressed him on it. And he was like, well, that's not what it was, but that's what you can write. Like, come on, like the finger wagging nonsense that he does. It's clearly, you can see it's getting on my nerves. It's nonsense. I, I'm, I keep using the, the term malpractice, but like, like you said, it wasn't injury related. It wasn't performance related at the end of the second quarter after there was an interception, the look, no matter what the look no, and the, the way the, the plan, it was just the plan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which, I mean, come on. Like, So, I I wrote about this for 98.5 today. We're sitting up there, you know, start of third quarter, still relatively close game. It's a two-score game at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's not how are the Patriots going to come back in this game. It's who's going to come in at quarterback. And then it hit me. Rotating quarterbacks, vanilla game plan, no adjustments, on a weeknight, you know what that is, Mike? You know what that all is? High school it's football. Pre- it's a preseason game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a seriously. preseason game. That was the latest preseason game in NFL history. That's the mm-hmm. only that's the only time a switch like that makes sense is in a preseason game. Otherwise, that's a benching. That's it, it's yep. just what it is. Whether it's intended to be or not, that is a benching. Well, that's the other thing I don't understand, right? Was this the plan or was it was it actually a benching? And he's just trying to make it seem like it wasn't with the quarterbacks. And that's why now the other players are like, oh, no, we didn't know it was going to happen. Because the plan was to go for Mac. And really, he just he just got benched. But he doesn't want to say it from his mouth. 
Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, bet NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. You can't pull. So here's the thing. It's one of two things. There's a theory out there right now from Tom Curran, and he was on uh, yes. Andrew Callahan's podcast, which is also on CLNS. And his theory was basically Mac pushed Bill to play. Bill didn't want him playing the full game. So he had this, you know, he's being, oh, play, we'll, we'll rotate him, right? Yeah. Mac gets to play, gets his wish. If Mac's not healthy, Bill, don't play him. Right. But if you're going to, do not pull him there. Do not, because it mm-hmm. becomes something it's not. I think you need to understand that, right? Like, let's say that is what it is. He, Mac was only going to play a quarter, right? Mac, Mac was only going to play a quarter because Bill doesn't want him playing a full game because of the injury, which again, if he's healthy, he plays. If not, he doesn't. That's right. a separate issue. You got to put him out there for another drive. If you still truly believe he's your starting quarterback and he's your future, you can't let the night end like that. And I know right. Bill said that, oh, well, they were going to put him back in later in the game. Well, then either do it, despite it being a blowout, or put him back in in that spot if you know you might not put him in if the game gets away from you. I think some of it is Bill underestimated the Bears. I thought he was he thought he was going to have I, – I think he thought he was going to have the flexibility to dink around in this game because the Bears are the Bears. And frankly, he should have been right because we'll get to the defense. But it's but the league. It's the NFL, he, like you said, though. I think though, he underestimated the Bears. 100%. And it's like, how are you, Bill Belichick, like in a look-ahead spot? The guy who's been through it for 20 years, the best, the greatest coach of all time by all accounts, gets caught up in a look-ahead spot because one of his quarterbacks is hurt. He has two pedestrian quarterbacks. Like, oh, I kind of want to play both of them and see what happens and figure out Max injury. And it's it's just, it's crazy. It's it's like, it's been eating away at me ever since I left the stadium last night at 1.30. It's like, like, what just happened? What just happened? The stats I wanted to bring into this whole thing is the way that they're calling the game differently with Mac compared to Zappi. And these are courtesy yep. of Evan Lazar from Patriots.com. Check out his work at Pats.com. He's doing a great job over there, per usual. And the average air yards per attempt for Mac and Zappi. Mac's throwing the ball down field or throwing the ball in the air 10 yards versus Zappi seven, which again, that's that's not really the the main the main focus here. The main focus here is the play action rate and the under center rate. Max. Uh, Max for, and these are on first and second down. Let me preface that. Sorry. First and second down last night or throughout the season, rather <laughs> Jeez, Mac Jones play action rate, 11.7%. Bailey Zappi's play action rate, 26.3. Max under center rate on first and second down, 12.5. Zappi's 21.6. There's clearly a discrepancy in what you're calling between these two quarterbacks. So Bailey saying it after the game, or maybe it was today on Marloni and Fourier, whatever. The, the offense is different between these two guys, and you saw it on the first drive that Zappi's in the game. Um, Zappi goes 14 of 22 for 185 yards, touchdown, two picks, QBR. That's the stat line you can read on the lower third. The game is clearly called different because the first drive of the game, they they have Zappi in under center, they have him in play action, and the touchdown to Myers is this play called leak where 
play action, all, everyone goes to one side, and you leak somebody else on the outside and send them up the seam. Wide open touchdown, Jacoby Myers. You think they were going to run that with Mac Jones in the game? They've I'd never like done it too. before. I would, I would like love them too. too. He probably would have hit him on the numbers. He wouldn't have had to fall and roll into the end zone. He probably right. actually would have scored in stride. It's yeah, like, let's 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 pause right here. The heads up play by Jacoby Myers to dive, first of all, awesome. make a great catch, and then recognize he was not touched down. A lot of guys would just kind of celebrate and, you know, I oh, will score from the two, whatever. The, the rec- to make that catch and then have the recognition, I'm not touched, get up and lunge towards the end zone. That's why Jacoby Myers is going to get paid this offseason. The exactly. details. He is mm-hmm. excellent with it. I just, we're going to be super kind of down on the team on this show, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure we give Jacoby his due because that was a great, great play. Give Jacoby his due because one, he's awesome. He's been awesome. Yeah. Makes that head play, makes that heads up play. And he pushed back on the coaches a little bit after the, after the game yes. too, which yes. I, I love. I mean, you got it. You got to give us something and he's the one that's been doing it this year. So, but yeah, it's like Max in the game and they're just saying, all right, kid, let's see it. Go sling it, spread them out and throw it in the air, which Right. There was a play, the one he threw to Thornton, going back on Mac before we get into Zappy. The deep ball to Thornton was actually a pretty good ball. It looked like Thornton just got tied up a little bit and Mac got yeah, hit as he threw. Yeah. It was it was it was a good throw. So I mean it can work in, in pieces, and if that's that's a completion, that's great. Like we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show. Run the offense that you've been running with Zappy and integrate this deep passing game into a little bit. And it's like they just went back to this this nonsense offense with Max. It just um, feels like when Max in the game, they're bi- and, and I think he feels this way. It's on him. It, yeah. You know, here's a Patrick offensive line. Here's new receivers. Here's a new play caller. Here's a new offense. Just figure it out. Right. And yeah. I think he feels the pressure of he has to make all, he has playmakers. He can get the ball to now. Mm-hmm. Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, John U. Smith was on a bit of a run there, you know, but it's, it, it's like, he feels it, it to me. Watching him, I think he feels like he has to be like Patrick Mahomes, which should yeah. be the, is not the case. And no. if it is the case, is is really really troubling. They're asking too much of him. With Zappy, it's much more playing to his skill set, which is mm-hmm. what you want to do. I don't care who your quarterback is; you play to your quarterback skill set. That's what every team does. That's what they do. With great quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. Anyway, I, I know we're trying it- to get to Zappy, but. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's again, that's that's kind of what it is. And you just mentioned it. It's like, okay, Zappy goes in the game and he plays he plays awesome for the start. I literally thought Gillette Stadium was gonna fall over the way that place was rocking on those first two drives. It was like nothing I had ever seen before in person. It was incredible. In the back of my head, I'm like, okay, is this kid really the guy? Like, are we really doing this yeah. right now? It was great. Um and then disaster strikes pretty much for the offense again they can't get anything going past those two drives they put up no more points after going up 14 10 uh in zappy's first two starts the team had 22 and 20 first downs throughout uh each of the games respectively last night they had just 12 um the run game was also terrible against the team that had another subpar run defense in the bears uh they only ran for 70 yards on the ground 24 of which were from mac jones on the first three drives just they get the zappy fever and it's insane on the first two drives. And then after that, it's like they get the, de- and the defense was a part of this too, but the bears are scoring. The pats are not, and they just, they can't play from behind at all. Yeah. This is where we can kind of start to bring the defense into it. Right. And yeah, yeah. the running game, the running game was from the beginning of the game with Mac was ineffective. And that's a problem against this team. It's a problem for this offense. All of it. They couldn't get Ramontre going. So what do they do? They try to get creative. They tried to run a mesh with Zappy and Jacoby Myers. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was, I don't think it was an RPO, 
But I don't either. It was just a really weird handoff mechanic from Bailey Zappi. Like he stuck the ball past Jacoby Myers. Yeah. And it's just, I can't imagine that to have had that much time repping that play, especially if what Zappi suggested after the game, he didn't have a ton of reps in practice. So that was just an odd play call. It felt very experimental. It goes kind of back to the preseason thing, right? Mm -hmm. You needed a play call you were sure about in that situation. You know, Zappi just made that great throw on the sideline to Devontae Parker, one of his best plays of the night. Yep. And then they go to that, and it's fumbled. The Bears go down, score, get the opening kickoff, score. And now all the, you know, then the Patriots go three and out, which the offense could have done better. Bears score again. Now all of a sudden game's over, right? The, yep. the time differential in the in terms of time possession, the third quarter is like 13 minutes to two or something like yeah. that. It's very lopsided. So, look, Zappy couldn't lead them from behind. That's something that happened. He, That's what it looks like when the defense knows he's throwing and can sit on it. Now, can he get better at that? Sure. Matt got better mm-hmm. at it, you know, throughout the season last year. It seems like he's regressed, unfortunately. But that... That was a real test. That was first real test for Bailey Zappi. And I don't think the play calling helped him out because like I said, all right, say that one drive, they go three and out. That sucked. They, I, they had a penalty, I believe on that drive that set them back. Mm-hmm. Second yeah, drive. Killed just, them all day too. Right. Second drive was just rough. And then it's like, all right, it was a 19 point game. So it's a three score game with a field goal. And it's like, all right, well, there's 12 minutes to go. You have all three timeouts. This still is the Chicago Bears. Like it didn't as as nuts as it all was, it didn't feel like the game is over. Right? right? 12 minutes to go, 19 point game. And then they're huddling up and they're just running halfback dives. And they they went like something like I have I, I wrote the number, it's it's on the 95sports.com in my column. It was something like 28 plays in about or 28 yards in six minutes. Ridiculous. And they ended up turning the ball. They didn't even reach the 50. It took six minutes off the clock. And Bill said after the game, oh, yeah, the game got away from us in the fourth quarter. If it did, they really don't believe in Bailey Zappi at all. Right. Like, e- either they horribly mismanaged that game, or they they don't think Bailey Zappi's worth a damn. I don't know which one it is. But no, they completely mailed it in at that point. So it's, it's tough to – they didn't really give Zappi a chance, which, like, okay, if you're playing him in this spot, this is great. This is great information. He's trailing against a not awful defense. Can he can he cut it? Can he not? Oh, we're just gonna run out the clock? Like if Crazy. it's if it's really if you're gonna treat it like a preseason game, treat it like a preseason game. Learn something. But they that that to me was like the breaking point. You know, at a certain point, it's like, all right, Bill is Bill. He's gonna do weird stuff. And granted, we hadn't heard the post-game comments at this point, but right. it's like Bill's Bill, he's gonna do weird stuff. And they start running out the clock in the fourth quarter. And it was like, well, what, what are we doing? Just let me go home then. Yeah. You're going to play essentially two quarters and quit? It, it was rough. And like you said, uh, just not knowing what Bill said and how he's unconventional and this and that. That's sort of another thing that it's a recurring theme on this show uh, ever since I've been on. It's like, listen to what Belichick's telling you. Uh, with, you know, we talked about it again a million times with uh jelani tivai but like all the reports that came out and it's like mac jones is gonna play and the pelicero from nfl network report that um what they do is unorthodox and then Schefter drops a bomb right before kickoff and it's like expect bailey's happy to play too like 
And everyone's like, well, I don't know. We don't know. Maybe it's Mac. Maybe it's it's like literally listen to what these national guys are telling you. It's probably correct. Same with Reese. It's like Reese never said start. He always said play. Right. Belichick told us what was going to happen. And we we were like, oh, maybe. I don't know. But no, it happened. They played. They both played. And uh, yeah, they just they weren't great. Now you have it's again one of those situations that we talk about. It's like if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And that's what it feels like now. This this is the embodiment of that. Statement. Yeah. It really is because yeah. we went from them. I mean, we were talking about maybe you can trade Bailey Zappi and we were invoking Jimmy Garoppolo and <laughs> we've come a long right. way from that. We've come. Yeah. A, they, they let, they, they, they let their quarterback situation get exposed. They basically, I don't know that there was a way Monday night went well, especially if Max injury is still lingering. They didn't need to go that poorly. It was right? quite literally like worst case scenario. Yes. No, that was absolutely yeah. worst case scenario. They, they could have left Mac in to take the beating and then it's, Hey, he was hurt. He's shaking the rust off. They right. could have just started Bailey Zappi and it's, Hey, now mm-hmm. we know Zappi's not the guy. Matt comes back next week, fully healthy. They somehow split the difference. Right. And it's, there was, that's, it, there's a reason you don't see I, every once in a while, this pops up. A team is either two good quarterbacks or two not so good quarterbacks or like two quarterbacks are really different. Like this kind of happened at the end with, with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill and, yeah. Why don't you have packages for both and rotate them? And you see it in college occasionally. Like Michigan did it at the beginning of this year. They were splitting starts and splitting halves. They, it was no preseason. You got to figure out who your quarterback is in some way. There's a reason NFL teams don't do that. And it's exactly what you saw last night because the risk, like what's the upside there? There you was not. Decent, <laughs> you get decent quarterback play throughout the night. Well, you hope. You hope right. you drafted you drafted both these guys. You hope you can get decent quarterback play with either of them. If Mac's healthy, you hope you can get it with Mac. If he's not healthy, you hope you can get it with Zappy. Or at the very least, you learn you can't get it with Zappy, and now you know that you've seen and your competition. Your controversy is over, right? Right. By splitting both, well, well, now you got the you got the downside of both possible outcomes smacking mm-hmm. you in the face. You didn't make a decision, and they both got exposed. And now, like we said, like I said, Max, Con- Max confidence is shot. It's like, it's, it's, a disa- it's a disaster. I'm fed up. I've been fed up about it. Before we get into the defense, which I'll get fed up with even more probably because that was a disaster as well. Let's calm down for a second. Talk about our friends at LinkedIn, Alex, because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We use LinkedIn Jobs here at CLNS Media to post our openings, and it works like a charm. LinkedIn makes it super easy to post your openings. Then you just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. 2022 is coming to a close, so now's the perfect time to finish the year off right with a new team member. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering high-quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash beat. That's linkedin.com slash beat to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Quick LinkedIn read in there. Go check out linkedin.com slash beat to calm me down a little bit before, before we talk about this Patriots defense. Well, actually, do you have any anything else on the offense or we kind of pretty much head on it? David Andrews. We can touch on David could, Andrews. Could be a big loss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you look at the way the offensive line played. I'm a broken record, but I'm going to say it again. So they had they had 45 offensive plays last night, which, by the way, is not a lot. 
not a no. lot. Time of possession was almost 40 to 20 in favor of the Bears. 45 plays last night. Uh, you take out 11 incompletions combined, right? That leaves you with 34. Ramondre Stevenson touched the ball in over half of those. Yeah. They, and, and it was late in that game, too, when Bill said it got away from him when it was over. They're still giving him the ball up the middle. He's not going right. to make it to December, and they're going to no. need him in December. Hopefully, there's relevant enough in December that they need him in December. They Somebody else, whether it's Damian Harris, who did play a little last night, or it's one of the rookies, or it's elevating J.J. Taylor. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You can't give the ball to Ramondre Stevenson on every mm -hmm. play. It just doesn't work like that in the modern NFL. They need to find a, 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 a platoon. I know we just spent the whole first 30 minutes of the show ripping platoons. <laughs> running back is not quarterback. Smart teams platoon at running back in the modern NFL. They can't keep doing this to Ramondre. They just can't do it. Yeah, especially next week, too, if you're without a guy like David Andrews, who is now a concussion protocol, and according to yep. Pro Football Focus, that was, a, that was a dirty hit, by the way. I, I, I'm interested to see what the yeah. fine is going to be on that. Yeah, a dirty he's hit a, by Mike Pennell. It felt a little Go personal, and he's a former Patriot, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, that was on the that was on a zappy interception to was that the crosser that he tried to throw to Thornton and he threw it behind him? Yeah, I think? Kyler Gordon. Yeah, that yeah. One. Who again, Kyler Gordon, a guy who's had a brutal NFL season, first NFL season so far, comes in and Zappy had Thornton open. It looked like, and he tried to move up in the pocket. He didn't set his feet right and just threw it behind him. And Gordon made a great play on it. But uh, David Andrews might be out with a concussion, so. If he doesn't play, you're bringing in a guy like James Ferentz in the middle. You're maybe elevating Cody Russi or something along those lines. So, like, again, your your offensive line is going to be depleted on a unit that hasn't even been playing that great as it is. You're going to want to get another guy behind there running the ball with Stevenson. Um, so that's the offense. Disaster. Coaching malpractice. Two quarterbacks whose confidence is either shot or it's just awkward in the room. So we'll see what happens against the Jets. We'll preview Jets. Uh, later on this week, but let's talk about this Patriots defense. Patriots defense was just also bad, bad, bad. Uh, Kyle Duggar left with an injury. He also had no Christian Barmore, so you were depleted. I'll say that, but Matthew Judon was really the only one that played well on defense. Everyone else kind of got exposed. Um, they got completely gashed. Can't handle mo can't handle, can't, excuse me, cannot handle mobile quarterbacks. You saw it with Lamar Jackson earlier in the season. You saw it with Justin Fields last night. Um, just not good from the defense overall. So I, I I do have two guys who I actually think played well in addition to Judon. And we, they didn't play major roles, so maybe that's why they, they don't stand out. But sure. the, the big issue of Jack Jones and Marcus Jones, I don't know why I'm trying to bury that. The, the, the issue for me last night, and this, you know, we talked about, oh, you know, the, the mobile quarterbacks can be an issue. This goes beyond just running quarterbacks. What the Bears did a lot last night in the first half, to, the second half was just, they ripped off a bunch of the Ravens, like quarterback design runs up the middle. Part of the reason those were so successful, something the, the Bears did in the first half, they used the entire width of the field. By the way, Mike, I found out mm -hmm. today, a lot of people don't know this. Do you know how wide a football field is? 53 and a third. Yeah, there you go, 53 and a third yards. And you yep. see, this is really big in the college game now. If you've watched Tennessee, this is what Tennessee does. Oh, yeah. They, they line a receiver up, like foot on the boundary on each sideline. They make you defend that entire width of the field. And look, you gotta have you have to have certain personnel to make that work. You have to have a ton of speed. You got a quarterback with a huge arm because you got to be able to fire it out there to the sideline. But yeah, when you do that, so two things happen. First, you stretch that defense out. 
the defense can't leave as many guys in the box because they have to be concerned with handling more of the field. The other thing that does, when, when the Patriots are facing the Browns, right, and they're running everything either between the tackles or just off tackle, right? Let's see if I can get the the, the length of my box here, right? If this is the length of the field, if this is the length <laughs> of the field, right? But the other team's really only operating in here. Well, you only have to look in here when you're defending them. When the team uses this much space, now all of a sudden I've got to look here to here. I've got to cover that much more ground. I've got to be aware of that much more ground in the same amount of time. Add to the fact the Patriots really didn't look prepared for a lot of what the Bears did with, with, with that idea in terms of jet sweeps and motions and things like that. So they're already a step behind. They had they didn't play their athletic linebackers last night. Raekwon McMillan, Mac Wilson did not play a ton. It was mostly Jelani Tavai and Juwan Bentley, mm-hmm. who are now a step behind, don't have that athletic burst, and they've got to cover that whole 53 and a third. And as we've learned over the last 15 or 20 years, Mike, when something is popular in college football, it is going to be massive in the NFL in about five years. No, yep. maybe Bill's not here in five years, but at this rate, not, I don't think he will be. They did not look ready to defend those sorts of concepts. And then they tried to adjust to it in the second half by spreading it out. And I mean, they missed Christian Barmore badly in this game. Yeah, he's did. the guy you kind of want to pin on when you do this. So then they spread the defense out as a reaction. And all right, now Justin Fields just going, just ripping you up the middle on, on quarterback delays. That was it. And it worked. So, you know, none of the defensive linemen could get there. They, it quality got turned around a couple times. Sam Roberts yeah. had a rough rep. That's, that that to me is really what happened is they got out-schemed. They got out-schemed and they weren't able, you know, we we talked about the linebacker position as a need going into the draft and then it wasn't. And then, you know, we were excited about it in the summer. Well, mm-hmm. if you're if you're not going to play the guys that are athletic, it doesn't matter if you got more athletic linebackers. And now it looks like we're back to square one there, theme of the night last night. It looks like we're back to square one there. So it was just really concerning to see them struggle with those I, I'm, I don't know what the official term is for them. I'm calling them 53 and a third concepts length sure. of the field. Just probably a real term. This is where Evan would like give me a talking to. They're <laughs> struggling with those 53. I'm not going to do third. that to you, Alex. I appreciate it. They're struggling <laughs> with those 53 and a third concepts. You know who, and they don't necessarily run it, but could put that in and have the personnel to run it. The Jets. You know mm-hmm. who else? The Colts with Sam Ellinger. Couldn't do it with yeah, that yeah. Ryan. Sam Ellinger is basically just Taysom Hill, honestly. The, With a better arm. Eh, better. He's I a better thrower. Better. He's a better thrower. Than better. Taysom. I don't know that he's good. He's better. Sure. They're, 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 they've got teams coming up on their slate. It's like, forget, I mean, we won't even get to like the Cardinals and the Bills. Right. Who actually do do some of this and do it very well. They need to be able to defend this. They need yeah. to. Or it's going to be that all over again. I know I came on here and hyped up the defense the last couple of weeks and they were great at stopping the As run in I. the middle. They, they, they stopped the run in the middle. Well, last night when the bears ran in between the tackles, they averaged 4.1 yards per carry. It's that's doable. Dave, right. if you're a defense, you hold them to that number. It's not amazing, but that's a perfectly fine number. But if teams figure out that they can just run the ball all the way out, right outside that wide nine, that doesn't do you any good. So they got to figure out what their counter is to that. Well, the other thing, too, like you said, just as far as, like, the personnel that was on the field and kind of the way they were, like, 
switch. They were subbing guys out in and out of like kind of strange situations. They would bring like eight guys on and eight guys off, like play by play sometimes. And it's like that kind of doesn't really allow players to get in much of a groove. I, I don't know. It's different, obviously, on defense compared to running an offense. But like that was kind of something that we hadn't seen yet. And then, like you said, the last two weeks against teams that it was stop the run and allow the quarterback to make plays and it in Jared Goff and Jacoby Brissett, which who aren't they're athletic e athletic ish they can't run like justin fields can run um you did that to them and they couldn't do anything because they don't have the athleticism to get out and around and you know run around like justin fields does so you have these linebackers in these these last two games in uh tavai and um not Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson's athletic, but like a guy like Jelani Tavai in the middle who has who plays well against slower quarterbacks because his only job is basically stop the run and he doesn't have to run and chase a guy around. Well, now Tavai's playing all game and Mac Wilson and Ray Connor McMillan aren't against the athletic player. It like it just the personnel didn't even it made no sense to me whatsoever. The other thing is third down. It was it was this 53 and a third offense that they couldn't stop, but the other major turning point here was third down. Prior to tonight, prior to last night's game, Patriots opponents converted 40% of their third downs. It was, they converted 33 of 81 third down attempts last night. The bears went 11 of 18 on third down, uh, 61%. So a, that completely jolts their third down percentage up for the year, but B it was a complete turning point in the game. Every single third down up until this point, it was more likely than not that the Patriots were going to get off the field. And last night they just could not stop them on third down whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Poor situational for And it was all just, yeah. Justin Fields running away, you know, and people complained about them not using a spy. That certainly was frustrating. Who is it going to be? Their safety's dropping left and right. I mean, the defense really, it not that it was great to start the game. Mm-hmm. When 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 they lost Kyle Duggar, it, it really got ugly. Yeah. And we saw that when he was out earlier this year, especially on the tight ends. Devin McCourty, great patriot for his career, cannot man up tight ends anymore. He can't do it. No. He, just, he keeps He's getting, getting beat. beat. By Cole Komet. And nobody, hey, I like Cole Komet. Nobody seems to be able to do it besides Duggar Duggar, on the defense. And look, maybe they could try Jalen Mills, but now you're really going there, right? I, um, yeah, they, they, the third down is just letting Fields get out, get away. Um, Again, they miss Christian Barmore. They miss Kyle Duggar, but not having a spy there was costly and just, not figuring it out. A lot of the scrambles were the same kind of idea. It was like back, it's like back, uh, or it was up, back, up, and out. Like he kept yep. kind of using that same little wiggle, right, to get get himself away and out of the pocket where he could actually. You don't just stand there and take off. You got to move to a spot where you can take off. And he was kind of using the same concept, the same footwork to get to that spot. And they just, I don't know if they never picked up with it or whatever it was, they couldn't catch up to it, but. Mm-hmm. The third downs, it's not like they were I, I just kind of talked about the scheme and the 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 you know 53 and a third. The third downs are just broken plays. And yeah. they they talked about that all week that they could not let him use his legs on broken plays. That was the one way that, that he was gonna beat them, and that was the one focus for the defense that they could not let happen. Didn't matter. It's exactly how we beat them. Right. And two, like it's it's fields like you said who did it but also the other two running backs are pretty the other or the running backs were solid too i mean montgomery and herbert each had 62 yards apiece as a yeah. team they ran for 243 rushing yards uh, i'm looking at the box score now dante pettis also had a 29 yard carry but uh like 
they ran the ball so well, and so they were also able to slow the clock down, and they pretty much they completely won the time of possession battle. They held the ball for 37 minutes compared to the Patriots' 22. So when they got up on those leads, they were able to force the Patriots on on their defense was able to force the Patriots' offense into basically three and outs with Zappy at the helm in the second half, and then they got the ball back and either were scoring at will or just pretty much melting the clock. Um, so yeah, Fields had 179 yards in the air, but their passing attack wasn't great. Nikhil Harry had a 14-yard catch, which uh, I keep uh, echoing that me and Alex were at Gillette Stadium last night. Hilarious. Nikhil Harry hauls in his 14-yard catch, and the place goes up in booze. Uh, he was a really good sport about it after him. the game. He was. But Fields missed him at one point. He had him like wide open over the middle for like a 30-yard touchdown. Luckily for Nikhil Harry, he's used to just kind of being missed in that stadium. But... Yeah. That would have been something. Yeah. Um, but no, Harry was a good sport about it at the game. I thought uh, that was pretty good, I guess. But uh, I guess he was hanging out in the tunnel and, you know, talking to some uh, Gillette Stadium staff and whatnot, too. But Harry has a catch for 14 yards. I mean, passing attack wasn't great, but the run game on It didn't need Chicago, it to be. Exactly. The run that's game the whole thing. You beat the Bears by making them throw the ball. It's not right. that they didn't throw the ball well. Oh, that's a win. They didn't throw the ball well because they know exactly throwing the ball. Right. Um like I had mentioned before, I mean, Judon was Judon was a beast again. He had two and a half sacks. Um, he sort of paced them on defense, whereas like every time that they actually did make a stop, it looked like it was Judon. Um, you also had mentioned that the Joneses impressed you a little bit. Do you have anything kind of uh, any stat wise on that or any, any just, stuff? Just on the a Joneses? couple of plays that stood out, you know, Jack Jones making that tackle. I know like the, the, he was credited for the tackle with the loss. I yeah. know some people said the tackle was broken. On that play, when you know you have help coming, like he he made the right play. Him being able to to be involved in the run game like that, it's not just that he stepped up and made the tackles; that he read the play correctly. Uh, that that's how you know people ask me, oh, he should be playing more. He's at like sixty five percent right now. That's yeah. how he's going to get up into that eighty five ninety range and higher is by being able to contribute against the run as well as the pass. So, little flash there. That was cool to see. And then Marcus Jones, that pass he broke up coming yes. over the middle where he's two steps behind. He's two steps behind when that ball is thrown. He still breaks it up. He made a lot of plays like that in Houston. He, he can bait quarterbacks like that. There's a not, a, not a lot of guys that can bait quarterbacks out of the slot. It's really because you don't have a lot of time. Those are quick passes. You, you know, to bait those, you know, everything's with Asante Samuel, right? In the T-step, well, you're 20 yards down the field. The ball takes time to get there. Marcus Jones is just so explosive, and you saw it on that play, how well he caught up, and he almost picked that off. That will turn that play will turn into interceptions eventually. So he again he hasn't been playing a ton on defense. Right. But when he's been out there, he's been impressive. And that was another example where you just got a little flash of like, oh yeah, no, this this kid's legit. This kid can play. Yeah. Um, some flashes, but uh, I mean overall just a tough performance. The defense was uh the defense is really lucky that Belichick handled the quarterbacks the way he did because they would be getting a lot more flack today than they are because all the storylines and all the focus is on the quarterback position and not so much that the tough, right. uh, the tough showing the defense had last night. Uh, same you thing. It should we'll be kinda, on the defense. It should hundred percent be on the defense that like, we should be talking yeah. defense and how bad they were all day today, but it it's kind of a moot point after what happened with Jones and Zappi. Um, another guy who kind of is getting lost in the shuffle because of the quarterback controversy is Jake Bailey. Uh, Jake Bailey a guy who was an all-pro in 2020 uh, was a dominant special teams weapon. Uh, Alex was famous for always kind of tweeting out his hang times uh, during camps and uh, practices and whatnot because he was awesome. I mean, he would completely flip the field for this team and added to that aura of Patriots special teams is always, you know, a 
something you got to watch out for. Well, Jake Bailey is uh, brutal in the punt game this year. Uh, yesterday, he only averaged 40 yards a punt. Uh, not able to flip the field for them really whatsoever and gave Chicago a good field position all day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's had a couple rough ones this year. I, I really don't know what happened. I need to like go watch it closer, but there's so many other things I got to look at with this team right now. Yeah. He, like So last year he was hurt. I, I know people say it goes back to last year. He was hurt this year. By all accounts, he's healthy. He's told us he's healthy. He's not listed on the injury report. The team gave him that extension. Like, you think he's fully healthy. I really don't think that's an issue. And he looked good at the start of camp. He looked really – I mean, in the spring, he looked really good. In the first couple of weeks of camp, he looked really good. And then I, it was around the time of the first preseason game that he just kind of he, – he's lost some pop. He's not hitting the ball as high. He's not hitting the ball as far. I don't – I can't tell you what it is. I don't know. But it's – it just sort of happened, right? Yeah. It's not – Again, it's not a thing that goes back two years. I think people are looking at it as he had a bad year last year and they still paid him. No, he was hurt last year, came back healthy, looked good. They paid him. Right. I don't know. Can punters get a contract and tap out? I know we talk about that with guys at other positions. You don't really talk about it yeah. with, with special teams guys, but that's what it looks like. I don't think that's it, but that's what it looks like. Like he just, there, there, there was an it with him. Like he just hit the ball different. That that 2020 season, even 20, you know, going back to 2019, just hit the ball different. Yeah. He, he hasn't been doing that the last, I don't know, eight weeks, right? Going back to the end of the preseason. Yeah. Again, it's 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 something that they almost you kind of you wrote into the Patriots game plan is that they're gonna flip the field with Jake Bailey when they have to. And hey, even though the, the offense might go three and out here, at least Bailey might get them some decent field position on the next drive and just haven't seen it. Um so, yeah, uh, a disaster really on all three phases of the game yesterday. Not much to write yeah. home about whatsoever. Um, any final thoughts on this entire game before we wrap it up? Uh, who do you think they go with next week? I guess we'll we'll get into that more so on Thursday when we preview the Jets game. But uh, after today, what are your thoughts on where the position – or after yesterday, what are your thoughts on where they go from the position? I, I, I don't know the position because we don't know how he healthy Mac is. I still think if Mac's healthy, it's his team. There's too many people saying that. Yeah. I just Mac's gonna start. I don't put it past them to do another one of these rotations again. If Max Crazy like even though. if Max like 95%, because that that seemed to be what their logic was. You know, trying to kind of read between the lines, it's tough to tell. But when I kind of force myself to be like, instead of looking at it all and just saying this is nonsense, when I kind of force myself to be like, all right, what are they really saying here? It felt like well, Mac was healthy enough to play but not for 60 minutes. And we wanted him out there as much as he could be knowing full well it wasn't the full game. Here's the thing about high ankle sprains, and Mike Giardi kind of talked about this on NFL Network this afternoon. They linger. He said that Mac might not be back to 100% for the full season. So what, does that mean that this is, this is what it's going to be? Right through January? Is there a point where he gets healthy enough, even if he's not 100%, they go away from the rotation? I'll say this. This is kind of where I'm at with the Patriots as a whole, though. I, I know it's a big game against the Jets, right? It's a division game. It's a get-right game. They, you know, if they lose this one, the, the 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 wheels really start to spin and all of that. And, and the Jets have been really good. And they, they've got this this defensive front. And, and Zach Wilson. You lose ground in the division, right? too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get people want to hype this up about the matchup between the Patriots and the Jets. To me, if I'm the Patriots. The, well, I, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. 
the jet, the, the opponent, regardless of who it is, I don't care who they're playing this week. The opponent could not be more irrelevant at this point. They need a good week. And I don't mean that they shouldn't focus on and prepare for the jets. It's actually the opposite right. of that. They need a normal freaking week inside that building, a normal week of practice, a normal week of film study, a normal week of game planning, normal travel, normal pregame warmups, name a quarterback, name a starting quarterback before 20 minutes to kick off. Like right. they need to get the house in order. I, the jets to me are the fact I know people want to play because it's the first time in a long time, maybe 10 years, 12 years has been a big game between the Patriots and the Jets, and people want to play it up, and I get it. The fact that they're playing the Jets is not remotely the biggest story to me. It's can they get their stuff together Yeah. after that performance. Right. It's Again, it's like you don't know who it's going to be, but it's almost like you wish or you hope that Mac can max at 100 or close to 100 and it doesn't linger so that they can just make a decision tonight into tomorrow and be like, look, this is the path we're going. Let the freaking offense know outside of the quarterbacks and just roll. And whether it's Zappy, whether it's Mac, make the decision and stick to it until there's, there is a benching involved, not because it's injury related or because you're trying to platoon these guys, because it just, it doesn't work that way. We're in, we're playing in the NFL. This is not college. This is not high school. This is not pop Warner. It's NFL football. That's not how the quarterback position works. I'll add this one more thing. I wrote about this on 98.5thesports.com today. And I I know this is going to set people off, but just listen to me. The strangest thing about all of this to me is, and I say this all the time, use historical context, find the patterns. He's been doing this for 22 years. The last time the Patriots had a sort of quarterback controversy, and it wasn't like this, but the last time that they had uncertainty at the quarterback position, Bill handled it completely differently. And I'm talking about Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham. Cam Newton at the end of that season was not playing well. Yet every chance Bill Belichick had, he reaffirmed the fact that Cam Newton was the starter. And I know a lot of people weren't happy about that. And maybe they should have started Zappi. Or or maybe they should have started Stidham. Stidham. I don't think they should have. Because I saw enough from him in those relief appearances. But I'll I'll say this. Whether you think Cam should have been the starter or not, Bill repeatedly pointing that out kept that team together and kept that team rolling. They were able to rally around Cam Newton. He was a clear leader in the locker room, and the the, the standing was clear. And I think that helped. Ultimately, they only won seven games. Right. But I think that actually could have been a lot. Let's say Bill had handled that like he's handling this. That's probably a four or five win team. Probably. Yeah, yeah, so 100%. Everyone's we, going in the same direction. Right. We know that they're not opposed to taking that approach. I just, I, I, and this, so I'll leave this open-ended because I'm legitimately asking this question. I'm not saying this is a criticism. I'm not saying this to like poke fun. I'm legitimately asking this question. What is the difference between this situation and that situation two years ago? Because the only one I can think of is that Mac is more ingrained as the starter now, the long-term starter now, than Cam was two years ago. Cam was a free agent. He was on a one-year deal. He was 33 years old. Mac was picked in the first round, you know, less than You're three tied years into ago. Mac less than two Jones years ago. More. Right. Right. So you would think there's more, you would think there's more reason to be definitive about a guy like Mac than a guy like Cam. Is it because Zappi is better than Stidham? 
is it like, I don't know. I'd be really interested to find the answer to that question because it, it is a little jarring when you look at those two side by side. Right. I mean, obviously we can pick apart the differences, but I, I, I get the analogy and it's like, they made a decision whether people liked it or not. They had the boat rowing in the same direction as PJ right. Fleck would say, row the boat, right? You right. can't row the boat if one guy's going one way and the other guy's going the other. And it seems like that's happening right now in the Patriots locker room. Uh, we'll leave that for you guys to chew on. Um, we will be back on Thursday to discuss Patriots versus Jets coming up this Sunday. Pats travel to the Meadowlands this weekend to take on the 5-2 and two New York Jets, I believe. Uh, they're rolling right now. Just traded for James Robinson. They're going to get their offense back on track, hopefully. They're also wearing some black helmets this weekend for the first time. Uh, so we get a nice little uniform nugget in there for the Oh, there's the one. I'll Jets. give you one more. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more. And everybody loved the silver pants, right? In 2002, mm -hmm. the Patriots, week six, they played the Packers. Oh, yeah. They wore all blue uniforms. First time they'd done that in like the 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 dynasty era. They weren't a dynasty yet, but the dynasty era uniforms, right? First time they'd gone all blue. They only wore the silver pants before that. They lost 28-10. Game was probably uglier than the score indicated. Bill Belichick never let them wear those blue pants again at home. Never. So if you like the silver uniforms, I hope you enjoyed them because that might, might be, be all she wrote. That yeah. might be it. Yeah. Yeah, the last two times have been a disaster. It ended the Tom Brady era, and then it uh, we saw last night what happened. So, again, we get to, like, off uniform talk. The Jets are rocking some black helmets next weekend, so it should be fun as well. We'll get into all that on Thursday. Um, Patriots lose 33-14. More answers, more questions than answers after this one against the Bears, but hopefully they can try and move on and uh, get right this weekend against the Jets. We'll be back on Thursday to preview that one. You can check out all of Alex's stuff at 985thesportshub.com and follow him at RealAlexBarth on Twitter. You can also check my stuff out on clnsmedia.com and follow me on Twitter at Mike Cadlick. It's in our boxes right there. Um, that's that for this one. Patriots, again, fall to the Bears 33-14. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Thank you all for watching.